Hello and uh, welcome. Welcome to this um, podcast, this Strategic Procurement Roundtable Summary Presentation. I'm Graeme Crawshaw and I'm delighted to be here today to introduce Brian. I mean, everyone knows you, Brian Cunningham, but to introduce <laughs> Brian, who recently facilitated a Strategic CASME Roundtable in North America. And the idea of this podcast is to pick out the main themes that Brian discussed with delegates. That was around strategic development, the value, specifically looking at stakeholder and supplier engagement, technology and talent. So, Brian, without further ado, please give us an introduction as to what you did at the roundtable. Okay, great, uh, Graham. Thank you. And I'm happy to be here. You know, it was uh, it was very, very timely meeting uh, with what has taken place. And we've had so many lessons that we've learned over the past two years or so that uh, among them, happily for procurement, I believe that organizations have more fully recognized the critical strategic value that an agile procurement function can bring to the business. Uh, leading up to that, that's always been a struggle for us, as you know. But over the past couple of years, from reaction to resilience to recovery, different recovery stages around the world, of course, procurement was able to provide essential insights. Tough phrase, but that's exactly what it was. And actions focused on ensuring business continuity and continuity of supply, and they're not the same thing. Business continuity is really looking at survival by the clients. How are they going to handle their business? What was going to take place going forward? Continuity of suppliers focused on the suppliers. Which ones were going to step up to the plate and really maintain a full stream of services and goods during this time? By adjusting approaches to stakeholders and suppliers, procurement put together a collaborative environment. One of the goals of procurement all the time, Graham, a collaborative mm -hmm. environment aimed at managing this crisis, but more importantly, delivering consistent high quality alternatives to maintain that survival when there was global turmoil going on. We think the result, and this was discussed openly at this roundtable meeting several times by the, our membership, the result of this over the past couple of years and the focus that they had is now procurement is viewed as a strategic partner, a trusted advisor within the company, and among suppliers. So there was a, you know, that's hard to say, but it was an opportunity that was seized by procurement during a time of uh, tragedy and chaos. So uh, Excellent. Well, that, it's uh, really uh, interesting to, uh, to hear what you, uh, what you were discussing. So, you know what, let's get straight into the detail and let's start with strategic development. What did you and the delegate share? on the topic of strategic development? Great one to start with, because uh, really it's answering the question, how did procurement get there? How do we get to that result? You know, how did they accomplish changing the perception of procurement and looking at them as, a, as that change management uh, strategic partner? The first one is very obvious. Procurement identified stakeholders' objectives and what are these new challenges they were facing? Yes, it's obvious, but it's very important because the objectives were very, very uh, something in movement. Those objectives changed constantly just simply because we didn't know what tomorrow would bring. So procurement, that word agile, I know we're overusing it, Graham, but it was critical that time. They, then what they would did is aligned procurement strategy to mirror what the stakeholders were talking about and to mirror what senior management was facing, this imminent chaos that was going on. And happily, 
it proved to be an agile and quick to react change. And most importantly, the allocation of resources and expertise. Allocation of resources, if we will, covers the, the three famous people, process, and technology. So the resources and not just people where they're assigned, all procurement has limited resources, right? So but they allocated them perfectly to really face up to what stage the crisis was in. And then they educated the doubters. And those doubters took different forms, stakeholders, senior management, suppliers. But in the case of stakeholders, the education part happily led to getting early invitations to engagements, something we've been seeking forever, right? And I think equally important, procurement established a business process outsourcing program, starting to look at outsourcing tactical, administrative, and operational procurement processes that enabled them to really focus on strategy. So that was a major change too. Not that it hadn't happened in the past, but focused this time. And importantly, showed the results. At every stage of the pandemic, they got in front of people and said, this is what we're doing collaboratively around to handle everything. So I think that's how they developed this and got it moving, Graham. Okay, excellent. So thanks for that, uh, that summary. So what about the value? When we, when we think about procurement, I think we do acknowledge that it has been a source of value to the enterprise over the years. But sometimes that value was a little less strategic than we might have wanted it to be and not recognized within the corporate structure for what it might have been. We've always been challenged with gaining admission into those strategic direction discussions. And this is the thing I think that has changed dramatically. Procurement is now involved in contributing to the overall strategy and those objectives, which we just talked about. But it's the objectives of stakeholders, senior management, and suppliers at a high level. And the way to get there was to change the emphasis on the various components of what they do. And for, for just for this discussion, Graham, we'll take it in two parts, internally and externally. Internally, you and I have talked about this, we look at an internal SRM. That becomes stakeholder relationship management. I think you and I invented that though, Graham, so we have to be- We have, yes. <laughs> those, those factors now are business continuity where we address that. Very importantly, a brand new look at risk assessment, qualification, evaluation, selecting the suppliers, in a collaborative environment. Risk management accelerated past cost savings. I know that's uh, very much wow. a heresy to say that, but it was so, so intense. And all of a sudden this cost avoidance surfaced and looking at recognition of that, you had to bring finance on board and have them recognize that year on year comparisons are okay. Uh, negotiating costs below budget is a cost avoidance. So the recognition of that change. Importantly, alternative solutions, that was part of procurement. Come, come forward with alternatives to fix these supply chain disruptions. Show me your contingency plans. And most importantly, get it across all the categories. Don't isolate it. Make sure everybody is on board in all the indirect categories. Working capital, cash flow, more emphasis than ever. Supply chain financing helped for a while. We'll see if that continues on, but it did help during maintenance of a cash flow. And of course, mitigation of inflation, that's going on. Negotiations are gonna be key. Looking for extras. We know we can't always do price, but we wanna look at extras that we can get. And equally important, all of a sudden, an enormous emphasis on ESG, CSR, and sustainability. They were with us, but now with the, the environment of carbon emissions, life cycle, circular business models, 
social, with human labor rights, modern slavery, diversity, of course, governance, where we talk about ethics and values, anti-bribery, anti-corruption. All of that became a very important focus for procurement with the stakeholders. And externally, the other SRM, the one we know better, supplier relationship management, continuity of supply, we just addressed that. Geographic coverage, there were failures. Typically what would be happening is the primary, the PSLs, the primary supplier would have difficulties with their subcontractors. Tier one, tier two suppliers had failures. Some of it had to do with proximity and some of the main suppliers started to repatriate some of their locations to try to address coverage. Contingency planning, of course, make, make sure the suppliers understood what happens in a disaster. M&A changed the supply base. Consolidation of survivors. The large suppliers bought up a lot, impacted diversity. When small, diverse suppliers disappeared, the profiles of supplier diversity changed and procurement had to pay attention to that. Compliance, not just with the SG and CSR, but compliance with all regulatory and legislative issues that popped up during the past couple of years. We always talk about innovation more than ever over those past couple of years and going forward, change was key and change was reliant on innovation. All of the above is kind of what procurement provided in this agility and flexibility, there we go again. But particularly with that resource allocation management, we said, but still procurement did the, their normal traditional things of providing market intelligence, competitive landscaping, preparing RFPs, contracts and negotiation. Those never went away, but the emphasis changed to the ones that were kind of forced on us to pay attention to. And the end of that, you start to look at de-risking. You and I have talked about that a lot, Graham. It goes both ways. You're really looking at, yeah, you're thinking that the, the clients would de-risk suppliers. Hey, uh, depending on treatment over the past couple of years, suppliers may de-risk you, just the way, depending on how things were treated. And at the end of all of this, this emphasis change, out comes this new word now, not new in our language, but new emphasis, transformation. This is transforming your business, taking what we've learned and transform it and put procurement in the middle of that. And that's where they want to be. Professional services is a great example. They developed practices called transformational business. And so and it's just it's in front of us now. So those kind of represent a change in emphasis based on procurement being this strategic partner. Ground. And it's fascinating that the macroeconomic factors that we're all yes. experiencing going on across the world have had such an influence yes. on the reshaping and, and tightening up of that uh, that list. So really interesting to see what uh, delegates were, were sharing. So we find that many delegates want to share information about stakeholders and, and stakeholder engagement. What did your roundtable cover? Yeah, this was a very, very uh, popular one. Uh, a lot of chatting on this one because uh, there's, there's a surge of recognizing influencers. You know, that used to be the purview of celebrities, especially in marketing. You get someone to talk about whatever, and immediately because that celebrity said something, it became the thing to do. What procurement did is they said, let's, let's search for influencers in both the world of stakeholders and in the world of suppliers. And they called it mapping, stakeholder mapping, supplier mapping, or if you will, tiering, tier one, tier two, tier three. In the world of stakeholders, what procurement was seeking then to be an influencer was stakeholders whose opinion was respected, whose opinion was sought 
at QBR and SBR meetings. Stakeholders who are asked to participate in high-level, highly visible strategic projects, whose insights were considered relevant, innovative, important, and consistent. And equally important was respected not only in the business world, but in the social community. So stakeholders took on a different role once the mapping exercise was done, and admittedly, procurement then would select those that they thought would help them with senior management, with acceptance, and understanding that strategic role. In the case of suppliers, it's equal, equally important, but a little bit different. Here we're looking at what's the supplier's strong reputation in the marketplace? What's their code of conduct? What's their ethical behavior? What's their treatment of modern slavery, of, of uh, anti-bribery, of anti-corruption? How how have they built their reputation and are they collaborative? Do they work with our stakeholders? Do they work with procurement? Typically, we know stakeholders probably know some of the suppliers better than procurement did. But once you get that collaborative effort going, it kind of molds together. How do things go over the past two years? If suppliers and if there was not a good, robust SRM program, there could have been issues. And that, that if you're treated well, the reputation with stakeholders and management increased. And of course, continuity, consistency, and another word that we have to look at, spend. You know, there's, a, there's a high amount of spend with a certain suppliers. You're going to have to work with those. And it also works with low spend, but highly critical, especially in the case of sole suppliers and all that. So the mapping exercise really took on a life of its own and continues. And this was really quite a robust conversation at the meeting, Graham. So Excellent. But I'm sure that uh, there was no way you could uh, avoid conversation about technology. What were delegates sharing about technology? Yes. And uh, again, that's that third part of the stool there, you know, the people process and the technology. It's going to further impact uh, procurement's reputation and the transition. You know, just quickly, you know, we're going to be looking at RPA for transactional operation procurement processes. Yes. AI for contract management platforms, smart contracts. Uh, blockchain for things that no one understands yet, <laughs> simulation and machine learning to analyze data and assisting in the development of these new strategies and improving all of that risk management. So with those things facing us, it's absolutely critical for procurement to remain current and knowledgeable because these technology and digital solutions are going to saturate the marketplace. Everybody's going to have them. So it's going to be very, very critical that procurement has the wherewithal to have resources, people who understand what's taking place and become more technology oriented than they have in the past. And knowledge like that might eventually lead to eliminating that phrase of influencing without authority, which has handcuffed procurement for so long. So it was a very, very important uh, uh, management program uh, that we talked about. And I mean, the members were very excited about technology and not afraid of it. And that's an important phrase that we're not afraid. So, Excellent. And then finally, talent. I'm glad you brought that one up too, because uh, the recruitment, the retention and career development talk, was talked about a lot. Expectations are changing. There's generational expectations that we're going to have to meet with. Like There's emphasis on succession planning. What's my career going to look like? They want to know about the company's ESG, DNI ethical labor policies, and overall expectation. So it's a two-edged sword. You're going to have candidates coming forward who are very, very well qualified, and they're going to be making sure that you're the place they want to work and that you are a good citizen, that you are handling all of the social aspects, you're handling all of the technology. So 
these generational expectations are going to change. So retaining highly qualified talent is critical. And then, of course, getting into the exchange programs internally and developing their career work. So we, it was important that we got into that in, in that talent management helps the strategic procurement partnership and reputation. Excellent. Well, it sounds like you had a great discussion, Brian. And uh, of course, with all of CASME's meetings, it's great to hear what delegates shared in that safe environment that was free from suppliers, sponsors, or consultants. I look forward to the next summary. Thank you. Oh, my pleasure, Graham. All episodes can be found on Spotify and the Apple Podcast app. Remember to subscribe so you don't miss a future one. If you'd like to find out more about CASME's procurement events, research and benchmarking, get in touch with us at casme.com.